listeners, and welcome to Feels Like Weezer. It's the podcast where we talk about the songs of the rock band Weezer, uh, one at a time, in the order that they were released. Every episode we talk about a different song, and today is no different. My name is Martin David Tapia. I'm an amateur songwriter musician of uh, little consequence. Aww. You did our theme intro music and, and other recent music, too. Um, and I'm Eric Nash uh, from uh, Almost Famous Minute. And Eric, it's just us two today, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody else here. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, wait. So I'm just, like, I, I, I'm just like the studio audience then? Should I just... Uh, there's, there is somebody else here. Who, who are you, stranger? <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Mark Shea, and I host the Performance Anxiety Podcast on the incredible, amazing, wonderful Pantheon Podcast yeah. Network. Oh, wow. Cool. It sounds like you have some experience doing podcasts. Uh, Eric and I are actually doing one right now. Do you want to come and join us and talk about a, a song? Uh, sure. Uh, where do we get... Where do we go? Because this alley is a little dark and cold. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's no escape from the cold. We just have to do it here. Sorry. Uh, all right, do I got to put my pants back on? <laughs> you don't got to do anything you don't want to do, buddy. All right. I'm in. Uh, you got <laughs> Okay. Me. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about a song called The Damage in Your Heart. It's uh, track seven off of an album called Make Believe. Wait, and, uh, wait. Yeah, we're going to listen to it so this, right now for this like is, a little clip. This isn't the Respiratory Issues podcast? No, but we can talk about the, your respiratory issues if there's something. Okay, because I, I was apparently listening to the wrong thing all day. <laughs> it probably didn't make a lot of sense. I'll tell you what, the CPAP is an amazing album. One more time, I have crossed the Uh, to me. Was I supposed to hear that? No, we, we just are pretending that we heard okay. it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all done in post. Uh, much <laughs> yeah, like we're going to add a lot of uh, fun sound effects to like little <laughs> like springy sounds and car horn honk. You know what's funny? Probably, yeah, I do, I, I do all mine in post too, but I've been on some where they don't. It's yeah. done there. Right. And I just never know what to expect at this point. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe we should have a soundboard, Eric. Do you, what do you think? Uh, if, if you're up for it, I don't know that I'm going to go about arranging that. But uh, I mean, I'm not going to arrange no. it. I just, oh. if somehow it happens. Okay. <laughs> It'll just show up one day if you request it. Yeah. I think so. It's like the secret. You put it out into the universe. You put out your intentions and... Uh, a soundboard with all sorts of wacky sound effects comes to you. Much like these awesome. amazing AKG microphone and headphone yeah. sets that we got. 
Exactly. But some of us got. <laughs> so far. I got. See, that's the advantage of being a one-man band. All right. So I guess uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the song. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're going to do. Not plug product. Um, well, we can do all. You know, multiple things at the same time. All right. But just as a little framework, we'll start talking about this song, "The Damage in Your Heart." And uh, Mark, I understand. Uh, that you've never heard this song before? I have never heard this song. In fact, I am pretty much a Weezer noob virgin, if you will. Um, I know a few of the songs off of, I think it's called the Blue Album. That's the first yep. one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know the few songs off of that, and I honest never went any deeper than that with Weezer. So... When I was approached to do this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep that. So I have approached this song with a fresh palette. Wow. A fresh perspective. This is exactly what we need on this show, exactly. I would say. <laughs> we're, we're not fresh enough with Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep it fresh, but uh, ultimately, sometimes I'm not that fresh. You've been very fresh with me in this alley, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll try not to get too fresh. Okay. Yeah, so what did you think about this song? You know, actually, and I, from listening to the podcast, then that's, that's my only real exposure to Weezer outside of the hits off of the first album and this one track. I did listen to a few of the episodes. I kind of went backwards, which... I don't know if that's recommended or not, but uh, I I like the song. And maybe that's just because I don't know Weezer's history. I don't know much of their catalog. But I, I, I'm going to say it's a song that I wouldn't turn off if I heard it, but I'm not going to Shazam it to find out what it is. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think you actually might have an advantage having not heard it as far as enjoying the song Zero above somebody. Yeah, above somebody who is a Weezer fan because I I found that something that Weezer fans seem to have a problem with. Maybe this is just like an online problem, or maybe it's a problem everywhere. But that people have these expectations, and when the band doesn't do the thing, this is probably the case with all music. But when the band doesn't do the thing that people expect, they freak out particularly weezer fans for some reason have seem to have a really hard time with it i'm getting that's the impression i got the impression actually i got from listening to the podcast is that either you guys love weezer or you hate them and that seems to be it's a a duality yes i think it's it's both yeah it seems to be universal i mean like very i can't think of a of another artist or band that's kind of at those extremes, maybe like Zappa, where people love one thing and they hate something else. They, it's it's just it's, it's a it's really the mo- weird. It's the most stars war- Star Warsiest band. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, that is a new adjective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, what did you guys? What do you guys think of this? You guys know Weezer a lot more than I do. What do you guys think about this song? Um, well, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a stab here. Um, so, in the progress of going through this album at this point, this is definitely, I think, a point where 
I, I'm lessening my my enjoyment of it. Ah, and and especially I mean, doing in doing and pre- preparing for these these shows. But you know, one thing was was that I was actually listening to just a couple of these songs, this one and the next one, <laughs> um, uh, on a little playlist, repeating playlist in my car. Good idea. And there it was. I mean, it was it was. I was getting really depressed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but but then. So it was just a huge difference going from listening to it through the, you know, through through the car speakers to headphones. This this I think this album, at least these couple songs in the middle, are much more headphone friendly. Okay, well, I, and I, maybe that makes sense because I was listening yeah. to it at work with my headphones in. So yeah, wow. I have a question, Eric. Did it make mm-hmm. you less sad when you listened to it through headphones? This song in particular, right? It, it, there, there was things that I was, you know, picking up on that I was that w- that was exciting me a bit more. Okay, um, or maybe I'm, I'm you're. Still, I'm still not. I, I still have have this feeling that okay. I mean, yeah, this this is the sign of what we, what I've been hearing and what I've been, uh, you know, what Zach and I had been talking about earlier in the album. Um, that uh, and, and and some of the guests too that. Uh, we we're going to see see some diminishing returns as we <laughs> proceeded through this one. It's a very nice way to say it, I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, and I like this song. I've uh, I'm uh, Mark, kind of new to this album in particular. I'm more uh, was big on the uh, early albums, the Blue album that you talked about, and their follow up Pinkerton were like big ones when I was a teenager. Just. Uh, right. For teenagers of a certain disposition yeah. that I happen to fall into. So, but, uh, yeah, I've, I'm pretty new to this album. In the last uh, few weeks since I decided I was going to be on this podcast, I've been listening to the album a lot. I think the album works really well if you listen to it front to back, which is kind of the way that I personally enjoy uh, engaging with music, just in front to general, back. I think. Yeah, front to back, not side to side. Yeah, I've heard that about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is a good song. I probably like it a little more than Eric, if I'm reading uh, your tone right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a sad song. It's sad to think that one more tear fall- falling down your face doesn't mean uh, that much to the world, you know? That's sad. Yeah. Man. Do you think that's true, Mark? Do you fi- do you ever find that one more tear falling down your face doesn't mean that much to the world? I find the world really doesn't give a fuck about me in uh, general. True. So, <laughs> um, probably one more tear wouldn't matter to the world. Now, if it was, um, I don't know, somebody more important than me, say, uh, Rivers Cuomo, maybe. Or his brother leaves, which I just found out is actually a real person. Yep. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What's his brother's Uh-oh. name? His brother's name is Leaves. Huh. No shit. It's actually Leaves. Well, in my understanding, it's it's it's. it's, it's I, I love drawing this comparison. You know, Rivers Cuomo and Leaves Cuomo, and then there was River Phoenix. Right. And guess what? His brother Joaquin went by. When he was a kid, I hope to. Do you know this one, Mark? Uh, no, I actually don't. 
I don't it, even... it was it was leaf or leaves. I'm not sure which are right you, now, but are you for sure? But... So so okay. So in <laughs> there are two to, families. <laughs> in listening to the prior like the podcasts 70s. here, I, I've discovered yeah. this whole Rivers Tippy Tippy families Kurt Cobain conspiracy thing. Is it oh possibly, yeah right? Is it possible that it's actually a river a, a River Phoenix Rivers Cuomo conspiracy? Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know this conspiracy, but I do know uh, real quick. There's uh, Kurt Cobain was um, like a big fan of uh, what's the um, what's the uh, River Phoenix movie? Uh, do you guys know? Oh, I'm blanking. This is this is not going to end well because I don't know what I'm talking about. Gladiator. Uh, um, I'm still here. Uh, no. Oh wait, no, those were after he died. Uh, yeah. I don't think even his corpse was really in them, in those in Gladiator. <laughs> they didn't put it. Kurt in. Cobain's corpse was, was not in Gladiator. No, oh, River Phoenix. Well, River Phoenix's corpse was not in Gladiator, and to my knowledge, neither was uh, Kurt Cobain's either. Anyway, I don't know anything about this conspiracy. Can you expound, Mark? No, actually, I cannot. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Like First it. I've heard of it was on this podcast. Apparently, some people think Kurt Cob- Rivers Cuomo is Kurt Cobain. Yep. Wow. You know what? This is opening up all. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a long I just, episode. I just gentlemen. realized. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this, this could be true. It, the, I need to put up a corkboard with some string and <laughs> some. Uh, yes. Yeah, some thumbtacks. I'm gonna get right. to the bottom of this, but it's, maybe on my own time. It's it's not very. I don't think it's very well known, but it is like the modern day uh, Paul is dead theory, you know, of the nineties. Oh, cool, I love I love Paul is dead not, theory. Yeah. So it's like a B level Paul is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So I I have a question for you guys. Um, being brand new to Weezer, would you cons- would you recommend starting with this album or no? That's a difficult question because uh, I know that for myself and it seems like for a lot of other people, uh, part of the reason why they like their early albums is because they people tend to like the albums that are like the kind of music that they get into in their teenage years and then into their 20s. That just seems to be a fact of human beings. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like that's like part of why I like the band is because I know that I like the music, but part of it's just like a nostalgia thing. Um, I can understand that. So it's hard for me to say if, like, I can't divorce myself from that. I don't have that kind of perspective (laughs) on, like, my own views, you know? I just don't know how. But I would say that I like this album a lot, and I I would say uh, this would be as good a one as almost any to start with. But probably for me, like, the first two would be the ones to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I would definitely peg this more at the third, fourth, fifth-ish, somewhere in there. Okay, because I've um, seen reviews, yeah. and like like you've hit on with with on every episode, I'm I'm sure with uh, this album, it goes one way or the other. Like, was it was it Pitchfork that gave it a point four? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some was it Rolling Stone gave it like an eight or a nine or something. They they, they gave it something really good. Yeah, I don't know. Music ratings are always so weird to me. It's like, what, how do you how do you rate music? What does it actually mean? Exactly. In the end, like as a metric, it's kind of a silly thing. Yeah, how do you, you know? I personally give it, you know, this rating, 
And uh, I get paid to tell you that. So you may give it the point four. You may give it the nine. There's no way to know. Well, I'm happy that somebody's getting paid out there, at least somewhere. That's, a, that's comforting in some way, maybe. <laughs> um, now, the other thing, though, uh, possibly the best Weezer album to start with for you might be the one that has yet to come out. Uh, Van Weezer. Van Weezer. I have heard of this legendary album. It was supposed to be out earlier this year, but because of the situation we're in. It's this, been delayed till this is the one this coming year twenty twenty. Well, actually, by the time this episode comes out, it might be out. It this, might be just a month away. That's the one where uh, where, where Weezer does the songs of Van Dyke Parks, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. I wish. <laughs> or Towns you know, Van always... Zant, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> um, like the Beach Boys are kind of like a, a big uh, influence on uh, on Rivers Cuomo, especially. Uh, not so much leaves. Yeah, so, yeah, it might it might be cool to like hear him do some Van Dyke Parks song. That, I would be super into that. I would love it. I would love anybody to do some Van Dyke Parks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anybody for sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we can get Leaves Cuomo to do a Van Dyke's Park album. Yes, Leaves sings Van Dyke. That <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> I'm in on that. So, all right, if. As we say, one more tear falling down your face doesn't mean that much to the world. Yes. Mark, do you find that comforting in any way? Or does it seem more a sad thing? Is that like a nice sentiment to you? or Not to me particularly because, you know, that's kind of mean. Um, I, it's, oh God, where do I go with this? Um, the song, all right, so I'm listening to the song over and over and over again. And it's it seems... Like, there's not a whole lot of words to it, uh, which is a, you know, really dumb way to say something, but... No, that's kind of a... That's true, and it's also kind of, like, been a theme of this album, I think. It's not... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, lyrically, it's not exactly a, a <laughs> dreadnought. Yeah. It's minimalist. So yeah. What I, what I thought about this album... Uh, album. I haven't listened to the album. This, this song is that it, it it's kind of like something I'd hear in a department store, like an Eve 6 track. But it's something I, I wouldn't hear in like a hot topic, but more like a, I don't know, uh, Sears. Yeah, when yeah, they, sure. And they were That's, open, or a J.C. Penny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful J.C. Penny. Exactly. I think they're still around. Uh, so it kind of just melts into the typical sounds of that time because it came out in what two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five. Okay, so so kind of melts into the general milieu of that year that era to me that's yeah, that's I a word I learned. So. <laughs> it's a great word <laughs> milieu. milieu if you that's yeah, a word that just because it may not ever end if you just keep saying milieu well eventually you have to breathe i'm sorry to break it to you oh i don't know i mean <laughs> there's a few people that might disagree <laughs> Uh, yeah, like the corpse of River Phoenix. Yeah, or leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was going to tell a little story about, um, like, a, a girlfriend that I had in my early 20s. We were watching a movie, and in the movie it's depicted that, um, uh, I can't remember the movie, but a, a goat or, like, a lamb gets slaughtered, right? I think it gets its head cut off. It's like a pretty brutal movie. Yeah, 
And she was uh, understandably upset. And for some reason, my way of trying to console her was to say, well, like thousands, like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of little lambs get slaughtered every day. So it's like not that big a deal, maybe (laughs) just to see this one on the screen. Right. And that upset her all the more. It was not. I was a real dum-dum. I was a young person at that time. But that's not the... It feels like in this song, these lyrics are trying to be, um, like, uh, how do you say? To console in some way or to make it seem, feel like a little better that these things, like uh, one more loss in a losing life, it doesn't hurt so bad anymore. But uh, somehow... Yeah, it's like it doesn't. I feel somehow like it doesn't, doesn't work. Quite hit the mark. <laughs> it's meant to be good. Well, I mean, somehow it doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's unremarkable. It's successful in trying. Yeah, in trying to console, but it is uh, unsuccessful in actually doing. It, yeah, it's unremarkable, but not offensive. At the same time, what a, yeah, put it, put that up on the the poster. Do they make posters for for <laughs> songs? I don't know. Do. The song, but maybe they should start. The, it's a, that's the trailer for this song. If the, trailer, <laughs> if the song was a movie, that would be the trailer. This yeah, the exactly. tagline taglines for songs. <laughs> yeah, I've just started a whole new industry. This song I'm is on board. Unremarkable, but not offensive. I kind of, you know, I'm kind of offended by it that it's not offensive. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I kind of want to go one way or the other. Maybe they should have put a couple swears in there. Yeah, I kind of want to either love it or or get so angry at it, and it doesn't do either for me. But that doesn't mean it's a bad song. It doesn't mean I don't like it. I actually, I like, I particularly like the chorus, and I love the little harmonics on the guitar. Yeah, you know what I've been noticing. Um, listening to this album, somebody, uh, I don't know if it's actually Rivers or uh, whoever else is playing guitar. Uh, I actually don't know the name, the names of the other people in the band. One of them is named Scott. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody plays like a lot of harmonics on a lot of these tracks. There are some more coming up later in the album and on some of the demos, there's like a lot of harmonics. I really like that sound. I just wonder if somebody was like, perfecting that technique at the time when they were recording this album hmm i don't I mean we we will never know but. i don't i don't know but i did find out something that martin you might like now bringing up scott the bassist scott schreiner yeah. and mm-hmm. considering our what might be pre-recorded conversation you might find this interesting go on scott schreiner is the bassist I'm- but he was also a member of Vanilla Ice's backing band for a while. I actually have, uh, that's something that I knew. I'm most interested, I think, uh, after the lead singer and main songwriter, Rivers Cuomo, I'm most interested in Scott Shiner as a person. I think the way that he joined the band is like a cool little story. I don't know that. How did he join the band? I think it was just an audition, but it seems like he was also a fan of the of Weezer before he started. That's and he just cool. kind of came in and yeah, and he was like, "Guess what, guys? I'm gonna be the only bassist you're ever gonna need from now on. You're never gonna need another bassist because I'm a big fan and I know I can do this." And then you know, so far it's working out for him. All right, so uh, another question, another Weezer question for you guys. So Scott's not the original bassist. 
how many nope. people have come in and out of Weezer? Are there, are there like two, like Weezer Mark One and Weezer Mark Two? Oh boy, trivia! Or you it, know this one, Eric? Or is it like well, a no, revolving uh, door? I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's so much Rivers Band, except Pat Wilson is you know the drummer, right? Um, so and then it's you know you know between Scott and then Brian Bell on rhythm guitar. Okay, uh, you know those. Rhythm guitar and bass are the two that kind of, you know, had some little little weird things happening in those first uh, couple few albums. Have there been a lot of those guys? Finally a lot of settled rhythm guitarists and bassists, or is it just like? It's not that a lot, but it was just it was just a couple ins and outs, you know. Okay, okay. And yeah, they switched it a few finally. times. I would say like three or four, right, Eric? Well, definitely. I mean, I mean, definitely the bassist is the one that's the more. I mean, I, I think there was just the one change for rhythm. Okay, uh, that's not that bad. I mean, it's not like yeah, Spinal Tap or anything. No, <laughs> exactly. As far as we know, none of them have exploded. Well, that's good. That's good. And uh, I have another Weezer question. This is going to be like my Weezer question podcast for you guys. We're here. We're the experts. We're Weezer experts. We have our own Weezer podcast. We should be able to answer any of these questions. Go on, Mark. Okay. This is a question that, that sprung into my head after listening to one of your podcasts. So I hope you do have the answer for this. I heard the Weezer State Farm theme song story. So Weezer did a cover of the State Farm Insurance theme song. Yeah, you know, I actually heard that story on this podcast as well. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> For the first time. So my question is, what the hell was Rivers doing at the State Farm headquarters? And how did he, quote unquote, find the music? I mean, was this like an Ocean's Eleven, Mission Impossible kind of thing where he's like, dun, 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 dun. And, you know, <laughs> going through the hallways with his back to the wall and finding this secret vault with the State Farm lyrics that have never been heard before. What the hell is the story behind that? How do you, that's just insane to me. Do you know this story, Eric? Uh, you know, we, you know, just, just a little bit, you know, I'm remembering it from talking about it before, but. Uh, okay, because you know, I've read the, about the, it since, so I can well, tell well, you. Well, and the, big, the biggest thing is, is that, other little bit of trivia is that it was actually originally written by Barry Manilow. Right, right, yes. So I yeah. did know that. I'm sorry, I'm like three fingers into some Knob Creek you. bourbon, so I, you know. <laughs> Very good, yeah. And I think that uh, State Farm approached Rivers Cuomo, I believe, is the case. And um, ah. so I think that it was characterized on the show that he was, like you were saying, Mark, like he was lurking around yeah. the State Farm headquarters. But in fact, I think he asked for some sheet music and some intrepid employee there at State Farm found, like, kind of unearthed, like, an old sheet music. And it turned out that it was this entire composition, you know, penned by Barry Manilow. So it's less. And so they it, said that it, to Rivers, and then Rivers was like, oh, yeah, this is, I, I like this a lot. So it's less James Bond and more like, hey, you guys know the rest of this song? Yeah. And oh. then it turned out that the answer was yes. <laughs> So that's a real insurance company story, right? <laughs> Which is in my next podcast is insurance company stories. There's a lot. There's a lot to d delve into there. Oh God! Don't Did you know me. insurance companies? Um, I can't even think of one, one thing about it. AIG. Company. You know, I used to sell yes. insurance, so yeah, I know. I 
I, I, oh, well, you'd be, yeah, uniquely qualified then. Worst jobs ever. Yeah. All right. So I've kind of taken Boy, over, so we? I apologize. Where are we going now? <laughs> well, well, you know, I have to say, you know, we've been talking as much as we have, and we haven't addressed the Olaf in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the chorus. Yes. Let it go. I mean, oh that, right, right, that, right. That, that could be. Uh, see what you did. You know, that that could be a little part of my somewhat dislike for it. Maybe wait. When did okay? So when did that come out? When did Frozen come out? Uh, it couldn't have been more than ten years ago. I I don't even it. think it was that long, was it? Yeah, it was. It was more like five years yeah. ago, I think. Yeah, right. So well, I mean, the sequel came out like a year or two ago now. I think it. I yeah, think. I think last year. And, and so there is yeah. the Weezer connection with that sequel. <laughs> Real okay, so I'm totally a Weezer noob. What's what is the connection? You got to tell me. You're killing me. That the, they did like a, I think a couple songs for it. Really? I've only heard one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That Lost in the Woods. I'm totally I'm the bigger of the two. I think. Yeah, that's the, that's the one that I've heard, and there's yeah. like a, a video for it that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. I am. So and then do you know the other one, Eric? Or do you? It's have, not like, coming to mind, but I just, I just thought, you know, it's not that it was necessarily on the soundtrack, or even in the movie, maybe, but there was. I, I thought there was more than just that one song. Holy yeah, it shit, makes sense it was... that they would have been involved. Yeah. Maybe when they were writing, when Rivers Cuomo was writing this lyric, he, uh, he was laying down the foundation to someday work on the movie <laughs> franchise that would have this lyric as its main title. Perhaps he traveled through time. Perhaps he is uh, Kurt Cobain Perhaps. traveling through time and space. <laughs> Writing Kurt Cobain traveling forward in time to write the songs for a Disney movie. Wild. Do you I believe it, though. You know, there's a part of me that believes it. Do or, you guys realize that there since. OK, so the original Frozen came out in 2013. There are four Frozen movies since then wow already there are already four of them dude there is frozen there is olaf's oh wait, wait okay let me do it let me do it <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, or, okay. in order of release frozen in 2013 frozen fever in 2015 olaf's <laughs> frozen adventure in 2017 and frozen 2 we finally get to frozen 2 in 2019 it's so confusing how they titled sequels these days. Like, why not just put the numbers? It's like a, yeah, like a Rambo situation. Exactly. Like, yeah, because that wasn't Rambo confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the word first in it, but it's, you know, first, Rambo well, 2. First blood, yeah. Rambo 2. First blood, part 2, whatever. You know, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I have, okay, another question. Boy, yeah, since, shoot. Since I'm three fingers into... My big glass of Knob Creek here. What would a Weezer cocktail be? If you guys were going to drink Weezer, what would you do? I've, I can uh, feel this one. When I was a younger man, I used to uh, drink a lot of um, blue, blue drinks. Oh, I thought you said glue. No, Well, that too, but that's a different story. Most people no. sniff that. Yeah, well, if you drink it, it gets... It's... Dude, I mainlined glue. It was amazing. <laughs> well, that's if you want it to get right into your vein. But yeah... Uh, you can't wait for that. Uh, you got to hit right at once. 
I think it would just be a um a big pint of blue curacao. Oh God! Yeah, that's terrible. That's, that's my Weezer cocktail recommendation. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out if you love or hate this band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it depends on how I feel about Blue Curacao. And <laughs> that feeling, I'm going to take to my grave. You will never find out how I feel about that particular <laughs> beverage. Because I kind of think of it as like the parsley of drinks. It's kind of like... <laughs> it can, it's, it's a small part of something else. I don't want a big tub of it. Oh, God. What have I done to your show? I'm sorry. No, this is my favorite episode yet, for sure. <laughs> 100%. But, you know, every new experience is, you know, is better than the last. That is, so, you know, maybe, maybe I should give a big tub of Blue Curacao a try. I should be open-minded about that. You see, yeah, if you are, you should go for it. I think I if you're open to that, it might be a good experience for you. I'm going to recommend it it's, right now. Excellent. It's, so a big tub of blue curacao is like the make-believe of drinks <laughs> i think it's the weezer of drinks i think a bathtub full of blue curacao is the weezer of cocktails <laughs> i am so in on both things now a bathtub full of blue curacao and weezer you sold me. all right oh eric do you have a counterpoint to this <laughs> oh for drinks, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've been mainly a beer guy my <laughs> my whole drinking life. Oh, so you're I mean, definitely going to sour been, then with Weezer. Yeah, there's there's been dalliances with some alcohol, and I've regretted some of it usually. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, as we all do, the, the hard liquor. But the, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we were t- was... we were talking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we, where we've we're got at a lot at this to talk point. about. No, we were talking a little bit about the chorus. And part, another part of the chorus after Let It Go is I can't tell you how the words have made me feel, right? Right. Right. Why do you think that is? Why can't Rivers Cuomo, or if indeed he's uh, writing as a character that's uh, not him and projecting these feelings onto that character, uh, why do you think that somebody might not be able to tell you how the words have made them feel? Because Bot? they're a robot. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> That's all I got. And they don't they don't have feelings? Is that what you're implying? Well, They're the kind of robot that they, doesn't have feelings? They haven't downloaded their feelings yet. That's an ah. update that's that's not ready yet. There's been some bugs in the iOS, so they're not sure about their feelings. Yes, yeah, I would go more I would go more Vulc, Vulcan. Oh, okay. Mr. Tell me Mr. about cuz cuz uh, I mean Mr. Spock is, you know, known to have feelings he just doesn't express them or, or very rarely oh i have a question um i'm sorry that i might not know as much about Ooh. uh star trek as you mm-hmm. but is do all vulcans also have feelings or do like not non-half vulcans not have feelings or do they all repress their feelings in some way yeah yeah my understanding is they all do and, and like you I, th- I think you just indicated yeah spock is half vulcan so right it's it's, so he's conflicted. He, he, he's, he seems to have this issue more than other Vulcans do. Wow. He yeah, does it's have hard, that it's hu- harder that human for him. side that, that uh, yeah, so was, does make him at times. Was Spock's well, father excommunicated from the Vulcan? I don't think so. Okay. Because 
Sarek, right? I yeah. know that one, mm-hmm. right? Isn't his that Spock's is dad's a, name? His wife is Amanda Grayson. All right, so gotcha. so now I have a Star Trek question. Yeah, go on. Dude, I'm so full of questions. This is ridiculous. This is what Yeah, it's okay. We're Star Trek experts as well. I mean, Eric is. And maybe maybe I'll know. I know some stuff about uh, the next generation a little bit. Well, I was so going to ask you, do you guys watch any of the newer Star Treks, like uh, Discovery and all of that? I've, I've, I, I watched like the first three episodes so far. I need to get back to it. Okay, because this is I was enjoying it, and I, 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 yeah, I was enjoying it, and and I, my understanding is it gets better as it goes along. So okay, because I'm gonna do a little shameless self promotion at this point. Yeah. Um, law. Well, at this point now, long feels like a long time ago. I had one of the cast members from I think it's Star Trek Discovery on. Uh, her name's Ava Blackwell, and she's got she's played some some alien with this enormous head, and I don't even remember the name. <laughs> but if you want to hear some weird ass Star Trek trivia and how she almost broke her neck doing some weird shit on Star Trek Discovery, Ava Blackwell might be an episode that interests you guys. All right, wow, you're uh, yeah, you're promoting uh, directly to us, and I yes. love that. I don't really care about your audience at this point. Yeah. Because this is like, I'm at like. Well, obvi- obviously, we don't either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so- I'm going to say, I'm going to commit right now that I'm going to listen to this episode with, uh, what's the uh, actress's name? Ava Blackwell, Ava, you said? Ava Blackwell. I think believe her name starts with two A's. Ah. So if you go down through my, you got to scroll through my stuff. It's like on Spotify. You go down past Mark Lanigan and all that. It's, it's down. It's like close to like episode 80, but I don't number any of my episodes. So good luck. all right well i'll just scroll through randomly and uh click on some of them and hopefully one of them will be the the pertinent episode what i will do is i will give you guys my uh contact info email phone number and all that shit and and, uh i will send you a link how's that sure Nobody else can have it. People on this listening to this will not be able to do that. You have to search for yourself. Sorry, listeners. This is not for you. This no. is for us. It's exactly. This is our time. What I want your listeners to do is to scroll through and find maybe maybe they like the Melvins because I've had Buzz Osborne on. Maybe they like Screaming Trees. I've had Mark Lanigan on. Maybe they like Swans. I've had Jarbo and Michael Girard on. Maybe they like folk music. Who knows? I've had a bunch of other people on. Scroll through, find somebody you like. Yeah, and say the name of that podcast right now, just in case uh, anybody's interested. Performance Anxiety. Now, back to Feels Like Weezer. Yeah! <laughs> Which I love. I absolutely love this podcast. I've st- Honestly, guys, I started listening like yesterday. <laughs> to- <laughs> Here's what happened. I- I'm going to be completely candid with you guys. Four Fingers of, of uh, Bourbon will do that. I'm sitting there. I, I recorded an episode on Monday, with actually with a comedian, a guy named Keith Lowell Jensen, and uh, I'm preparing for I'm, I'm prepping for his episode. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh shit! I got I got feels like Weezer coming up. When the hell is that?" And I look I'm like it's like two days from now. <laughs> okay, I got to start prepping. Holy crap! 
And so then I started listening to the podcast. So I apologize for my lack of preparedness, but uh, I am two days into the podcast and I'm loving it. It is, it's cracking me up. Thank you. Yeah, and if you started uh, listening like two days ago, you're actually maybe like one day more prepared than I am at this point. <laughs> so you're doing great. Like, Thank you. Yeah, don't beat yourself up over it. All right, all right. Well, I, f- I feel better now. I, now that I got that off my chest. I feel like I can be open with you guys. I, I kind of feel like we're family at this point because we're all part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. You know, it really does feel like we're some kind of uh, weird family. Wow, what a it's, great feeling. It's almost cult-like. Almost. I would say so. I, I would join this cult. I think I already have joined this cult. <laughs> yeah. You you have gone, f- you know, full full force into this cult. I still I was dipping my toe in and 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 now I've got like I'm like waist deep in it at this point. Yeah, drinking, dipping your toe into the Kool Aid. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I have lost complete track of where we are in this show. Yeah, so, do we do we have anything else to say about the song, or should we move on to uh, another segment? Now that we've had our general discussion, uh, let me. Look um, at I, I, I I think one one uh, one uh, additional uh, musician that was involved with this is Akiko Tarumoto. Who the hell is that? Of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. She plays violin. Oh, well, good job, Akiko. And that, yeah. that to me, it, it kind of came in like roughly halfway through. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not real prevalent, but def- definitely at the end, there's, there's like that end kind of odd kind of where it comes back and there's just, you know, one chord strike, but there's the, the, the one instrument that's playing throughout the ending right does seem to be the violin so if this you, you guys kind of have you're a little down on this song from what i'm getting yeah. if this song, oh, i like it okay so if this song was from Warming. any other artist what would you think of mm-hmm. it well if you didn't have your weezer expectations of which i have none what would you think of this this song if it was like i don't know i keep pulling this up because i found this this band's twitter recently and it's freaking hilarious eve six what would you think? <laughs> Eve Six. Dude, if you uh, haven't checked out Eve Six Twitter, check it out because it's I actually I did. I just I just saw it today. It's pretty good. It's, I would I would second that recommendation. Oh, it's killing me. He yeah, just, it's fun. He just keeps saying the dude from Third Eye Blind's got the this he's like the, the dude from Smash Mouth has the meth shits. And it's just killing me. But okay, so yeah, it, okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> so let's say this this was from any other band, any other band that you like. What would you can would you like this song any better, or would you like it worse? I, I would have to go with possibly worse. I mean, you yeah. know, there's there's just something about Weezer and Rivers and his attitude, you know, that that makes this song a little bit understandable. And, and, you know, it almost goes back to what you were saying, I think, a bit, Martin, that how, you know, just just the the, it's it's the verses. It's it's, it's just these kind of rather desperate, negative kind of, you know, uh, 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 word usage, what have you, (laughs) that that lyrics that he came up with. But then it, it, it brings it back a bit. But not fully. It's not a great thing, I think, that he's saying in the choruses. But it does raise, you know, you know, does have some positive element. 
when it yeah, I think letting to... letting the damage in your heart go yeah. is definitely a positive thing. But maybe not being able to tell somebody about how you feel might not be. So yeah, right. Okay, so so if it wasn't Weezer, this song would be complete trash. I think I would like this song. I like to think that I try to, and of course with art, there's no objectivity, but I try to be like objective maybe or consistent in my views. So I want to say that if this was a different band that I would like it as much. I think it's a well-written song. I think like it's a good pop ditty, you know? Oh, like, for sure. Uh, it, it's, it has a pleasing melody and I'm a big melody person as i don't know i think all people like melodies but uh, (laughs) i'm (laughs) anti-melody i think yeah there might be some some people out there that are anti-melody and that's a that's a valid stance as well but uh you know yeah i think think it's a good song screw those people don't give those people a pass you can't be anti-melody yeah, I'm okay. I'm 100% okay with the anti-melody people. <laughs> I am not. I'm taking a stand for melody. Oh, pro pro I'm melody, pro-melody. 100%. I'm a real wishy-washy type of person, so I'm never gonna come out pro or anti-melody. I'm just gonna sit here in the middle and be like, well, I can see how melody's good, but no melody is also pretty good. <laughs> You're gonna ride that melody fence all the way. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. You know if what? You've I never of, ridden the melody fence. You're missing out. I kind of respect that with you. You're upfront about it. I'll give. I'll, I'll respect that. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys your podcast back. What, let's see. Where, where do we go from here? Uh, yeah, but if we want to go into some of our segments, you know, yes, boy, have I got a doozy for you guys on the channels? I am so anxious. <laughs> yeah, left channel, right channel report. Yeah. Left channel. Right channel, left channel, right channel, right channel, right channel, what's it gonna be? Eric has some information for ye. I found in this song there's extremely little, if any, channel differences. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest thing I could, the biggest thing I could just, I could just barely make something out as far as like some of the fuzzy guitar, it would, it would change back and forth you know, really quickly with just a, a little bit of a, a note, you know. Okay. One note back and forth. It would change back and forth. And that's, it's not, not the usual, you know, <laughs> a whole, a whole solo or a whole bass line or something. What do you guys, what do you guys think of the solo? Yeah. I, I mean, I thought the solo was pretty good because it really, it, it's not what, the, 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 if if you do end up going through and listening to a lot of Weezer's catalog, the Green Album, if if you like a good solo, don't go to the Green Album. <laughs> okay. So so it's 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 every solo on that whole album, it practically is just the 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 exact melody of you know of uh, the, of the verses or wow. verses or chorus or whatever. Okay, either one or both. Because to me. Um, so, to me, mm-hmm. yeah, God. I was gonna say to me, it sounds like the solo in the album. It was a placeholder, and then they forgot to mm-hmm. replace it. Yeah, with <laughs> an actual it. guitar solo. It's a temp track. <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. And you know what? I I wonder if uh, like when they maybe part of the reason why they did the thing on the green album where they had all the solos be the 
like main melodies of the verses or whatever. Maybe that was so going forward, like whatever kind of solo they did after that, like everybody can be like, well, at least it's not just the melody of the song played on an electric guitar. (laughs) (laughs) So they set the bar like a little lower. And now for me, at least I'm like, yeah, this solo is good. It's not just the melody of the song played on an electric guitar. I think it's a good solo. Okay. In the in the context of Weezer, then perhaps this is a good solo. Then okay, I would say so. All right. So anything else about the left channel, right channel, Eric? No, that w- yeah, that was it. That's all right. Play the closing theme. This has been the left channel, right channel report with Eric. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, get this guy Mark out of here. He's <laughs> no. taking over this whole show. I I love it. I want somebody. Do you understand? I don't have. I won't have any responsibility if you take over. Actually, I shouldn't even be talking right now. I should just be letting you go. Go on. What do you? What else do you have to say? Okay. It's this so, is. It's nice for me not to have to talk. I enjoy it. Okay. So here's a few things I found out in listening to the show, uh, and all I listened to for the podcast was the episodes about this album. So there was questions about. Rick Rubin and the sounds of this album. And I found out a couple things, which you guys, being the Weezer experts that you are, probably know, but perhaps your audience doesn't know. So I wanted to find out if you guys had heard about how uh, Rivers got into Vipassana meditation. I don't know. I'm pronouncing that. I have just totally butchered that. I'm sorry, all yoga people. Vipassana meditation at the urging of uh, Rick Rubin. And he didn't want to do it because he was afraid that it would rob him of the angst that's necessary to being an artist. So I think maybe he was correct with that assumption. Uh, And after he became a dedicated student of that style of meditation, he also took a vow to be celibate for two years. Now, was he married at that point? I don't think so. Okay. Because... His wife may have had a problem with that, but if he was single, maybe not so much. Um, It seems like it would make it a little easier. And I think that I've read that um, he uh, takes, uh, what, a month off a year still to this day. And his wife seems to be like pretty okay with it. Like he just (laughs) leaves for a month and takes a vow of silence for a month and like leaves his kid and his wife and just like does that That once a year. That sounds really good. Right? <laughs> Although, tr- me, me shutting up for a month would be difficult, as I'm sure you guys have figured out. Do you think he would? Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. You... Do you think he'd be okay with it? Like, do you think you could do that? Honestly, yeah, I think I could. I, I re- Do you think you should? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got to look at my my downloads this month and see. See how those are looking. Pantheon might want me to. <laughs> I think I would be really good at uh, taking a vow of silence. I can really go like long periods of time without speaking. Uh, and it really doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't be really good at being quiet. I don't know. I keep, Every time I open my mouth, I'm just pouring myself more Knob Creek. This is ridiculous. We should, we should tr- work on getting Knob Creek to sponsor this episode. Yeah. Uh, Knob Creek, uh, 
ladies and gentlemen. So we drink it, drink it up. When you post, send this, us make, a check. Yeah, when you post this, make sure you tag tag Knob Creek. This is so good. Yeah, I'm so I'm good at not speaking, but I'm not good at uh, being quiet. So every time I'm not speaking, I'm like banging on a pan with a spoon or like <laughs> uh, like clapping my hands or uh, hitting like a large drum or something. How is not speaking working out for being the host of a podcast? Oh, well, I can speak if I have to. I, I haven't taken a vow of silence. <laughs> But how well me being the host of this podcast is going is, you know, up for debate. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm hey, having a blast. I'm enjoying it too. So that's two out of three. Sorry, Eric, you're uh, outvoted again. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> oh, Mark, maybe we should let Mark t- just take over this podcast from now on. Maybe he's ousted both of us and. Can you do that on a podcast? Can you be a guest and then just like <laughs> take over the podcast and you know what would be amazing? Kick the other two people out. If you yeah. if you hosted a podcast that you had no idea what it was about, much like that'd be great. Me I'm on almost this show. doing that now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah we're, maybe it was, we're seeing how this is playing out right before. Well, I mean, would, would it be just based on the title of the podcast? <laughs> Is that, is that would, all you have to go on, or do you? I even think know that? it would. It, yeah, it might be better if you didn't even know the title of the yeah. podcast. If you just went on a feeling, like what what's in your heart, you know? Yeah, you just invited, you know, or maybe you had somebody set it up for you, and they told the guest what it was about, and then the host had to figure it out as they go. Yeah, or yeah, I actually that's a really good idea. And then like, what if the like somebody else told the guest that you're an expert on whatever subject and you you had to like do your best to like bullshit through like whatever subject and like try to not let on for as long as you could that you don't know anything about it. So it's like an episode of Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. I mean that I think that would be a, a hilarious episode every week. It does. It sounds pretty fun. I think this is a good idea. Okay, so I'm in on that. You're it, all right. If yep. you're in on that, and we're also in on doing the podcast about the movie that is about nothing. Yeah, La Riche and Centrale is the name of the movie, directed by Michael Snow. We're gonna do a movies by minute. I'm announcing it here on today's episode. Three hours. I'm starting a new podcast. Yeah, three, three hours, hours long of just informer. Exactly. And we're gonna and and nature Informer? just the first line of Informer, yeah. Right, and nature, and that's it. And that's that. We're gonna have to do that minute by minute. Well, he said Informer again, <laughs> and uh, you know, see, Daddy me Snow gonna play. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I why does why does he do that accent? He's from Toronto. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I should okay. get him on my show. <laughs> yeah, ask him for me. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna reach out and. I don't. I don't even know if he's alive. I don't even know. Yeah, who knows? His real name is actually Snow. Yeah. To, oh, interesting. <laughs> Do you go hard on people? Do you? If you had Snow on, would you be like the first thing is like, why are you doing that accent? You're from Toronto. What is this? I might. <laughs> you know it. it really, that, do you do that? It. I don't tend to do that because I actually like most of my guests. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. But <laughs> if I've had enough knob, I might ask, dude, what is up with that ridiculous Jamaican accent? You're a white dude from Toronto. 
Did I go too far there? Oh. No, not at all. Okay. Not far enough as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well. <But> I actually, <laughs> no, I actually do have a question. Um, and this is mostly for Eric, but if you know the answer, Mark, you can chime in oh, as well. Oh, sure. Uh, Eric, is this song on Rocksmith? It is not on Rocksmith yet. All right. Yet. What, what's Rocksmith? Rocksmith, you are able to it's, – it's, it's essentially a teaching, learning video game okay. where you can – instead of, instead of uh, you know, Rock Band Guitar Hero where it's a fake crappy plastic controller. Which I had. With, color, with colors on it. You plug in your real electric guitar. Ooh, which I also have. Yeah. That's And you cool. can play it, play it on PS3, PS4. I th- don't think they're – they probably are going to have a different – whole different thing come out for ps5 i bet okay um in a good year or so away i'm bet it's ubisoft yeah, pro- makes it it's probably going to be one of those guitars that has like two or three necks or whatever you know <laughs> yeah right. that's probably what they're going to do for the new one that's my guess yeah. uh yeah you can get it on pc uh and uh xbox that's and cool. uh so i had it on ps3 first and recently i got it on on uh, pc and uh was able to get the custom downloadable content instead of just the downloadable content you, that you pay for as well oh my did you but get with the you pc you can get you can get version? you can get crappy <laughs> versions of songs every now and then there's some good ones ones that are done well and and don't don't uh you know actually play well they don't have uh, weird glitches kind of going on in that uh-huh. but, um, <laughs> is that very common <laughs> the weird it, glitches it's, yeah, it's half and a half i would say so does it does so like, play fairly out fairly common does this play out like a guitar hero kind of rock band? Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's the note. The notes come at you. You know. Oh, cool. Somewhat, th- somewhat three dimensionally, not true. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, like like yeah. the Star Wars crawl, they come right. at you, right? Right. <laughs> nice. So, so it's slow enough to actually learn. Yeah. Not trying. One to... and the there, there, there's the, the one huge, biggest feature that actually that I think that really does help you learn is riff repeater. Ooh. Where you can go in and and in the in the various segments of the of the song, you can uh, go in and just play one segment over and over again, and you can slow it down. Oh, that's awesome! So yeah, you can yeah. you can actually tell it to have all the notes instead of just a, a select few, you know, because as you're learning a song, it, it generally just shows you just a couple notes, right, of a chord instead of a whole chord. <laughs> oh, you have sold me on Rocksmith even more than yeah. this album. All right, so uh, once we're once we're done here, you're gonna go immediately purchase and play Rocksmith, and then maybe if you have time, listen to some more Weezer. Is that the case? Uh, probably not. I do, have, <laughs> I, I do have three quarters of this bottle of knob left. Um, yeah, yeah, and and the song that you probably know from the Blue Album, uh, "Saying Ain't So," that's the one I know the best. Oh, okay, that that, that was that was purchasable, downloadable content. That and and Buddy Holly. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's the, the one about the sweater? I know that one. Yeah, undone. Okay, yes. Parentheses the sweater song. Yeah. See, th- those were the, the the ones I I that actually I was like Stood out. interesting. Well, yeah, because I, I would hear them all the time. Because at that point, uh, when when did that album come out? What year did that album come out? Ninety four. I think ninety four. Yeah. Ninety three. Okay, so I was out of. I had, uh, I believe, at that point, I had quit college and I was working, so uh, I did hear that quite often. So those were the songs, and I was, and then at that point, I was just like, 
I'm into heavier things. So I got yeah. into like, I mean, hell, who was who the hell wasn't into Tool at that point? But at that point, I started just diving deep into obscure stuff, weird, weird stuff. Uh, Verve was huge at that point for me, and and more psychedelic stuff, which is why Weezer didn't really fit into what I was listening to at that point. So, the more psychedelic you could make it, the better for me. So, that makes sense. Were you into like the uh, butthole surfers, like that sort of stuff? I liked some of the butthole surfers. You know, first of all, the name was weird, and that kind of took me <laughs> it's a good name. first. Um, I the first re- thing I really ended up liking was was the song everybody liked, Pepper, and uh, I started getting into them. But more shoegaze, more like uh, My Bloody Valentine's Loveless came out when in, in 91 when I was in college. And so I started getting into more. Uh, the first album by Verve came out in 93. So I, I, I got more into Verve, uh, Moose, um, Spiritualized. Moose. Oh, Moose, dude, Moose. If you like shoegaze, Moose is awesome. Lush. I loved Lush. Uh, oh yeah, I like Lush a lot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Mickey Bereni from Lush married. Well, she didn't marry. She kind of just kind of. They're kind of like together with uh, uh, Moose McKillop from the band KJ McKillop from Mc- the band Moose, and they've got a whole family going now. And uh, so Mickey was on the show, and Moose is gonna be on the show in. Well, we're recording it. We'll be recording it in January. God only knows when it's gonna come out, but. Uh, yeah, it's a whole. They got a whole shoegaze family thing going on there. So yes, yeah, so I was I was really into to anything that was more psychedelic. Uh, to to go away a little bit from the shoegaze, the little other end of the spectrum that's kind of along the same lines is uh, stoner rock. I love stoner um, rock. So yeah, I mean, well, well, you had, you said yeah, you had uh, Mark Landigan on. So yep, uh, you know, and, and I forget if Caius came up. Dude, I had Scott know? Reeder yeah. from Caius on. So okay, yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, I did listen to that too. Yeah, yeah that's right. I remember that. Yes. Uh, Alan Johannes from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Mark Lanigan. Um, Alan, Alan Johannes. He played with Chris Cornell. Actually, he ha- he wrote basically, a, I'd say probably half the music on Chris Cornell's very first yeah. album, Euphoria Morning. Hmm. So, cool. And he's one of the guys that uh, at this point, I can, you know, I, I can call up and say, hey, Alan, you want to come on the show? And he would actually do it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll listen to this show. It sounds like you've inter- uh, interviewed a lot of interesting people. Do you tell me a genre that you like, and I've had somebody from that genre that'll interest you. I've I've literally talked to people from every spectrum of music. I had a, a violinist, a classical violinist. She was a virtuoso. Her name's Rachel Barton Pine. She's the only person in the world who's ever done uh, Paganini's Twenty Four Caprices at the at in the same show. She also got run over by a train. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Yes. What a cool coincidence. <laughs> so go check out... I don't know. Not everybody can say that they got run over by a train. Exactly. And is a virtuoso violinist. Well, yeah, also that. Sure, yeah. whatever. I don't know which is more impressive, to be honest with you. Sure makes my I, getting run over by a car... Less impressive. You got run over by a car? Oh, my foot did. Oh. <laughs> well, she, Rachel lost a leg, so. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't, I, I don't want to laugh about 
that. Because it's not funny. And it's and it's funny because that taught me a really big lesson. Is make sure you let your, your guests know some of the things that you're gonna talk about. Cause I kind of figured she would assume we were gonna be talking about that. And as soon as I approached that, she was like, mm, Yes, that happened. I was like, oh boy. And but I was too deep into it. I'm like, all right, we gotta keep going. <laughs> oh, you didn't just like pivot away and let no. it go? <laughs> no. You decided to drill down on that. I'm like, huh? we're gonna drill down a bit. <laughs> I, I I didn't okay. go as deep as I as I thought I was gonna go on it, but uh, I didn't let it I didn't let it go as early as she wanted to let it go. Well, sometimes you just gotta let it go, you know. Sometimes the damage in your heart. Let it go, just like this song that we're talking about. Hey, Eric, <laughs> uh, who's covered this song? There is a song, and that's a fact. Now tell me who has covered that? Who has covered that song? Who has covered that song? Let's talk about covers. Via my normal source, uh, there are no covers. That doesn't really surprise me. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh, Yes, Mark, Mark, yes. I it sounds like you have something to say. Come I on. did. I did. I was raising my hand, but you guys can't see me. <laughs> I found, Go on. I'm ready to hear it. I yeah. did. <laughs> I found a cover, but it's by nobody anybody's ever heard of. Yeah. And, and so, so, Eric, you have probably seen this, and you were probably going to mention it, so I probably cut you off preemptively. So I apologize. Oh, no, you're fine. I saw a band, I believe they're called Bear Crusader, cover it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm rare crusader. Yes. Well, I'm not going to criticize it too much because honestly, anybody who can get up on stage and perform, it it just blows me away. But really, it's shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel I feel like I can say that because they're French. So it was just I, I think it was a full band, but I only saw two guys on guitar, but I heard drums and there was some lady sitting in between the two guitarists who wasn't really who actually I don't say wasn't really doing anything she wasn't doing anything she was just sitting there so I don't know what the deal was but uh, it wasn't really good hmm that actually sounds really good to me and I'm gonna check it out after we're done here (laughs) that sounds like something I'd be into excellent like maybe maybe it's like their dancer it's like uh you know, one of those anti-melody people, except for one of those anti-dance <laughs> people. So it's like not dancing is their dancing. You see what I'm saying? I see it. It's beautiful. It's uh, And that was the only like full band performance I could find. I, I yeah. did see a, a few people do it acoustic by themselves, very sensitive-like, but uh, I'm not into that. Why? why? Um, Just because it all tends to sound the same at that point. It's just one dude on a guitar. I mean, I... I That's I, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's actually <laughs> true. <laughs> I, did, I did hear the Rivers demo version of it, which I thought was interesting. Um, not as good as the release version, of, fortunately, because you never want your demo to sound better than your released version. True, even though that is the case sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh but those that's about all I could find. So, Eric, I apologize for stepping on your toes. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, I really, yeah, all I had left to say was, yeah, the, the multiple 
you know, just a single guy, you know, not necessarily acoustic, but, you know, I mean, I'm, it looks like sometimes electric, but uh, yeah. yeah, single and guy I, in his living room. And I, and I think it's because of that uh, tear lyric that yeah. that Martin is so fond of. I do really like that lyric. But yeah, I think that this segment is not about who is telling us what covers are out there. But the fact that the covers are out there, it doesn't matter who tells us. It can be Mark. It can be Eric. Hey, it could even be me. (laughs) But it's not going to be me because I don't usually look up that stuff before we (laughs) So you say you do very little prep before the episode. (laughs) Well, I try to, but, you know, I have a job and everything. Sometimes (laughs) there's not time. Hey, I have a full-time job and three teenage kids and a wife. Come on. Step it up, brother. Oh, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> I should probably step it up. Okay, wait. Here's a better excuse. A better excuse than having a job. I'm very, very lazy. Okay, I will accept that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, great. We talked about covers. We talked about covers. We talked about covers. Okay, what's the next segment? Because I am, again, taking over your podcast. I apologize. I think we went to uh, find out uh, how we each uh, rate the song. Okay. So I'm going right. to throw I'm going to throw right off the bat to Martin. Ooh. Yeah. So like Mark, just you. so you know, so, get ready. We uh, rate on a scale of zero to ten. Okay. Zero being the worst and ten being the best. And I don't know if I made this clear, but I actually really like this song, so I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Whoa. Yeah, I think it's uh, really solid. I was talking about the melody earlier. I think all of the melodies on this album are great. I think that I think I also said this earlier, but the album works better as a whole. I would say this song, um, if you take it, uh, if you isolate it and listen to it over and over again, I like it. I enjoy listening to it. Um, I would like. Uh, what did you say earlier, Mark Kazamit, or like Soundhound or whatever? Shazam. The... <laughs> yeah, I I would do that if I heard this song. I would be like, oh, who is this? What is this song? I like it. Interesting. So, I feel uh, like yeah, nine. Nine out of ten. I feel like I was more more uh, surprised by that than Eric was. Well, maybe you're just more vocal about <laughs> your surprise than Eric tends to be. I don't, yeah. I'm a very vocal mother effer at this point. Yeah, Eric does like this cool, like, uh, stoic thing where, like, he doesn't say that much sometimes. And I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> I like that. I, I like Eric's, like, like, distance. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's Whatever. a crucial component. It's maybe like the piece of the puzzle that holds the entire Feels Like Weezer podcast together. It is vital. It is vital. <laughs> yes, absolutely. To, to, the, to the chemistry of this podcast. Absolutely. Every time you don't hear somebody saying something, that's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you give it a nine. Yeah, I give it a nine, and I'm going to throw it to, um, I actually want to hear Eric talk a little bit, so I'm going to throw it to Eric next. Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I was so prepared to give this a five that I had to, I have to go up to the six now <laughs> with your, uh, your, your comments on this. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, there, there are aspects to the song that are actually really, uh, interesting, uh, but. Overall, generally, it's it's. I'm gonna give it this low of a low rating for me. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, five five is not like bad. It's right down the middle. 
I like that you, I mean, I always enjoy when something's a little more positive. That's just like my personality or whatever. But I like that you are just coming down on this side of the wedge, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now, Mark, do you have a rating in mind? Wait, actually, real quick, I have a question. Did you think of a rating earlier? Are you like doing it on the fly? Like right now at the top of your head, are you like forming this opinion, this number opinion? Uh, Both. Because <laughs> I had a rating. Wow, I, wild. I, <laughs> I had a rating in mind, and now I'm really questioning it. Um, I went at this. This is okay. So this is how I how I went at, at, at this rating. I figured I don't know a whole lot of Weezer. I know the hits from the from the mid '90s on the Flu album, and I know this song. So like, okay. I'm going to come at it completely neutral. So if I was just hearing this song the first time, not having any idea who this band was, five is completely neutral. And then anything above that would be great. Anything ab- minus would be a little less great, right? So. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so my completely neutral, non-Weezer-centric rating started at... I, I was going to go a 4.85623. And that was kind of because it, it's not, a, like I said before, it's not offensive, but it's not remarkable. It's literally milk toast. Yeah. And I think that's a great rating. I think that's a respectable rating, but that's not the rating you went with now that I, you're going to go with? It wasn't because at first I was a little offended that it didn't either offend me or suck me in. So I kind of knocked it for that. But I think I'm going to go more point more 5.12386 because of this conversation that we've had and my desire to now learn more about Weezer and listen to more Weezer. I think that's a great rating. And you know what? In reality, the real rating was the friends that we made along the way. Oh, <laughs> So goddamn sweet. <laughs> I love you guys. You is know it, what? I too, love you too. Is it too I'm early feel, to say I'm that? Fe- I feel that. No, I think that it actually is way overdue. <laughs> I've been feeling this love for a while now. <laughs> and I was afraid to say anything, but now, nah, yes, out- Mark, Mark, I love you too. Oh, it's out in the open. It feels so good. It's so liberating. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it really is. Now, everybody listen to Performance Anxiety. Yes, on the Pantheon Podcast Network. (laughs) I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Not at all. You've you've been a delight. This has been great. I've loved having you on here. We're having fun. I I know maybe uh, maybe you're kidding when you tell me that you love me. I'm not kidding. I'm in love with you, Mark. You understand? No, I'm serious. Don't spurn me. I've had a blast. This is one of the favorite, my, my favorite uh, guest spots on a, anything I've ever done. <laughs> I think we're. And I've done at least that. three. <laughs> <laughs> but but no more than five. Right? No, exactly, and that's including my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else? What else do we do? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, do you have do you have more to say? Uh, yeah, I think like we we plug our 
whatever else we have going on at the end of the show. Do you want, do you have more that you want to say? Any other podcasts, any other projects that you want to plug Mark? Me? Uh, no, I've just got my one podcast until we start doing that, uh, snow nature podcast or the, the podcast where, uh, the guest is totally in the dark and the, or the host is totally in the dark and the guests know what's going on. Um, until we do that, it's just performance anxiety. Um, I, if you want to follow me on Instagram at performance ANX, it's both, uh, both the Instagram and Twitter, are the same handle. Um, I do photography. I, w- I went to college for that for year, well, four years. Um, but I used to do it for years. I've just gotten back into doing like live concert shows, uh, before the pandemic hit. And then that just kind of collapsed. But, uh, I do have some, a bunch of stuff up there on, and that's Mark X Shea. S H E A. So you can, if you, anybody's into photography, you can check that crap out. Yeah. I love photography and I'm honestly pretty impressed by like the names that you've been dropping here of the guests that you've had. Like, it seems like some pretty cool people and I'm sure everybody uh, listening all like 10 of them or whatever (laughs) are going to be impressed too. Well, I am seriously, I am going to double down and, and, and actually try to get somebody related to Weezer on the show at this point now. Well, if you do that, can you send them our way? Too? I was going to ask, if I can get somebody <laughs> past or present from Weezer, would you guys be interested in ha- actually having them on the show to talk about some a Weezer song? Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Say gonna... no to something like that. I mean, that that's something I've been fortunate enough, uh, been able to... Uh, uh, we actually did it on my first show, Watchman Minute, but then uh, Almost Famous Minute. I've been close a couple times. Who do you need to get? Because I'll work for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> who do you want? I love your show, so who do you want? I'll tell you what. Do you have an answer, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you guys... Who, who, do you, who would you want the most? I guess, like, I was talking about Scott Schreiner earlier, but, um, uh, yeah. I guess he would be like, I would pick him over Rivers, even, I would say. I would rather talk to Scott. I'll tell you what, I'm really good with bassists and drummers, so <laughs> I've got a lot of those guys on my show. Well, then this would be right in your wheelhouse. They've got dude, they've got the best stories. They're willing to talk, because nobody gives a shit about them. <laughs> True. <laughs> They're always willing to, t- to spill some tea. So I, um, I'm I, on your side. I would side. say, I w- as far as former... I th- I think Jason Cropper would be really cool. All right, Jason Cropper, I'm on it. I mean, I don't know really anything about his personality or anything like that. I can't come up with anything like that. But yeah. oh, he may be a I total mean, cause, dick because you guys might not like him. You've heard some of the songs on Blue Album, yes, and and that's that's where he was. I mean, that's all right. That all was right. that was it for him. All right, I'm Blue I'm gonna try to find him now. I will be completely forthright with you guys. I will have him on my show and then recommend him to your show. (laughs) We are 100% willing to take your sloppy seconds, of course. (laughs) And that's why I love you guys. (laughs) I feel like this ending is not going well. This is the way, this is how, this is how we end the show. Like (laughs) awkwardly, weirdly, this is like on, on brand for us. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if you guys ever want to have me back, I'm a thousand percent in. (laughs) I think, I think we'd love to have you back. I think I can speak for both Eric and I. Oh yeah. I've had a lot of fun with this. I think it would be fun to have you back. And, um, 
I might actually listen to more Weezer if you guys have me back on, so yeah. it won't be as virginal an episode, but, right. you know. That's yeah, kind of what I would hope. You for yourself. Yeah, for a second time to have you on, to have you have, have listened to, I would say, a few albums. Okay. Not necessarily the whole, not necessarily the whole catalog, but. You guys give me an assignment, and I'm yeah. on it. You tell me what albums to listen to, and then and what episode you want me to come on again. I'm on it. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome, awesome. All right, so so again, I have I have railroaded you guys. What are, where do we go from here? Uh, well, uh, just uh, the quick a couple socials. Uh, you know, uh, Twitter uh, for the show is at Feels Like Weezer. Uh, Facebook, you can like our page. Uh, feels like Weezer and find the group, the feels like Weezer listener society. I like that. Uh, you guys have that a whole society. Uh, yeah. Right. I like that. I gotta, I, maybe I should do that. That all, that all comes out of the movies by minutes. I, excellent. I, I need a society. Cause, about cause really the song by song format is kind of essentially like a cousin to movies by minutes. I like, see, I like this. Yeah. You know, I, 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 this "Long May You Young" is uh, our, you know, our brothers yeah. on Pantheon. This whole going through albums and songs, mm-hmm. that I could get into this. Yeah, how come nobody's ever done a song song by minute uh, format? Oh my gosh, that's a, <laughs> that's brilliant. It, it would mean even more content, even more fractally divided. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys like the band Yes? Yes. Okay, so that'll yes. be like seven years worth of content. <laughs> yes. Right. And that's just one album. Yeah, just one do, song sometimes. Do, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be years, Dude, but it depends on how often you put out an episode. If we, do, if we do like a weekly episode on, on Minute by Minute of Tales from Topographic Oceans, that's probably uh, a lifetime's worth. I will be dead before we finish that album. <laughs> Oh, and then it's me. I'm just going to say what I do and what my socials are. I'm not on social media, but my name is Martin David Tapia. Um, if you like the theme song or uh, any of the music that you heard on the episode today, if we have the new themes for the segments already, I'm not sure where we are in time and space, but uh, if you like that stuff, listen to uh, the band Bitchin' Seahorse. That's a band where I write the music. It's a... Uh, that's awesome. It's an ocean-themed band. It's we uh, sing songs about sea creatures and nautical themes. So check that out if you feel so inclined. It's uh, Bandcamp. I keep I said this before. <laughs> Bandcamp. Com. I keep saying it. Dat. I'm sorry. Bandcamp. Com. Uh, slash bitchin seahorse. B i t c h i n s e a h o r s e. I'm so in on that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and a warning, a forewarning for anybody going to check out that music. It's not really that great, but it, I, th- I think it's kind of fun. I do my best to like write c- catchy songs. I'm a, a melody person. I like a good melody, and I try to put those good melodies out into the ether. I'm not anti-melody. Not Anti-melody at all. <laughs> That's good to know. If if you're in a band called Bitchin' Seahorses and you're anti-melody, I might not like that. So, you've... well, I yeah, I kind of 
<laughs> whatever this is a different subject <laughs> see this is the way this is absolutely the way that we end every episode by not ending it <laughs> but yeah so i like to mess around with like non-melody stuff i like experimental music too a lot uh-huh. I, I do those sorts of things in my spare time Dude, I will send you some links to some awesome guests I've had, like Robert Poss and, and Karen Hagloff and some really weird experimental stuff like, uh, oh, there's a band called Cinema Cinema who, for some reason, uh, the, the guitarist is, is actually a really good friend of mine now called, his name's Ev Gold. For some reason, I kept calling them Circus Circus, which was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like some really garbage hair metal band in the early 80s and oh, there, I, there is a band called circus circus yeah it was like it, uh, god i'm trying to remember who was in it I, I don't i don't think it was the dude from wasp i think it was somebody else it was just crap because i actually ended up listening to it because i kept doing it and we actually oh were you like searching for cinema cinema and you're like i thought i thought they sounded different why is yeah. why does circus circus sound like <laughs> wait this isn't this hair metal band i was expecting you're just some well here's it's just... yeah here's my pledge to you i'll if you send me anything uh i guess like at, maybe after the show's over it's not over yet it's not but after after it's over uh well i'll get your information and anything you send me i guarantee 100 percent i'll listen to it uh, okay you How got about that that's my pledge to you right I, now. i appreciate that i will do the same i will support bitch and seahorse Wow. I have don't tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, because that's payday. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> don't give me any money. Jesus, that would that would be weird. We were and it's free. We're... It's free. You can just listen to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to get I don't make this awkward. <laughs> okay. Uh bye everybody. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>